okay, okay. What is up, everybody? It's LJ Talks Facts right here. Just bits of facts, like always, of course. Hope you guys are enjoying your Friday afternoon so far. I'm doing pretty good. This is uh, my episode right here, talking about the Golden State Warriors winning the NBA Finals last night over the Boston Celtics. So I was wrong. I predicted the Boston Celtics would win in seven games. Golden State did it in six. And to be honest, I mean, I am a little bit surprised. I am a little bit surprised that it didn't go to a game seven. I thought Boston would push it to a game seven last night. They got off to a very good start. They're up 12 to two at one point to start off the game. And then after that, Golden State just completely took over. And I would have to say the biggest disappointment in this series for Boston was definitely Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum was bad in this series. The only good game you could say he had was game five. Like from the first half to the third quarter, he was really good in game five. But the fourth quarter, he shut down. He was ice cold in the fourth quarter the whole series. Jalen Brown was better in this series than Jason Tatum. And Jalen Brown's a number two. Tatum's the guy. Jason Tatum is the franchise guy. So, I mean, I am happy that Boston lost. Obviously, you know what they did to my Nets back in the first round. So I am happy they lost. I mean, I do like Tatum. I kind of wanted to see him win. You know, because he's a young superstar in this league. Again, I'm just really surprised that it didn't go to seven games. But Golden State's back on top. They're back on top. Their fourth championship in eight years. You know, and everybody thought their window had shut after they lost to the Raptors back in 2019. You know, when Clay was out for so long. That championship window didn't shut at all. You know, people gave Draymond a lot of shit after the first three games because he looked completely off. But from game four to game six, Draymond looked like himself. You know, people like to hate on Draymond. I could see why, honestly. You know, he's very, uh, he's not the most likable player in the league. You know, that's obviously a fact. But, you know, when he's on, the dude is on. There's nothing else you could say. Like, you can hate him all you want, but the guy, you know, he's great. The guy is just great. He really is. You can hate on him as much as you want, but the funny thing is he might be a future Hall of Famer. He's got the stats. He very much could get to the Hall of Fame. He's got four rings now. He's been to multiple All-Star games. Great defensive ball player. You know, I know it's going to rub people the wrong way if he gets in the Hall of Fame, but you got to deal with it. You honestly have to deal with it. But Golden State right here, you know, I said they were stacked from head to toe. Because, of course, you have your guys like Curry and Clay and Draymond. But you also have, you know, great role players like guys like Poole and Kumanga and Otto Porter Jr. You know, Gary Payton came back. Gary Payton Jr. came back. You know... The Warriors are just a stacked team from head to toe. And Steve Kerr is a good head coach. You know, I don't want to hear that whole narrative that he's not a good head coach. Because he is, so I don't want to hear it. You know, and also Andrew Wiggins as well. Can't forget about him. He was amazing in the NBA Finals. Andrew Wiggins looked like like a man possessed. You know, he was great. Because I don't know how I could forget about him. He locked down Jason Tatum. He seriously did. Like, he has seriously 
revived his career in Golden State. Like, he was a solid ball player in Minnesota, really never lived up to the hype of a number one overall pick because he was the number one overall pick in 2014 with Cleveland, but they traded him to Minnesota. You know, he like I said, he was solid in Minnesota, but he didn't live up to the hype of a number one overall draft pick. But here with Golden State, because he was there last year, he was okay last year. Not the best, but this year he was an all-star. He was an all-star starter. And he almost won the NBA Finals MVP, but Steph Curry finally shut the haters up right there because he, in the other three previous championships Golden State had won, Steph Curry didn't win MVP. Iguodala won it the first time, and then KD won it in the back-to-back. So now Curry finally has that Finals MVP. But Wiggins definitely would have deserved it as well. Definitely would have, but Steph Curry, I would have to say, deserves it the most. You know, I would say it's about time for him. I'm happy for Curry, honestly. I'm happy for Curry. Like, a lot of people, they like to hate on Curry, too. You know, they, I just think people do it for fun. People just like to say stupid shit about Curry and all this nonsense, but the guy's a hell of a ball player. You know... Will I say he's a top 10 player to ever exist? I mean, that's very hard to say, honestly. I mean, there's some people that will say it. I'm going to... I'm just not going to answer that one. I mean, I don't know. Say if he wins, like, another ring or two, and I don't know, maybe. But the guy has really changed the game of basketball. You know, and he... He's never really been clutch in the finals at times, but here against Boston, he absolutely was. And, I mean, he played pretty bad in Game 5. You know, he was 0 for 9 from shooting from three-point range. I think it's the first time in over 100 games where he hadn't missed a three. Or he hadn't made a three at all. Which was insane. It's almost like, what the hell. But he had 34 points last night. Played great. Played some good defense, too. And, you know, Marcus Smart is a very good defender. Curry was able to get to him. So, and of course, we know Curry's a first ballot Hall of Famer. That's just too easy. That's way too easy, honestly. I mean, come on. If you don't think Curry's a first ballot Hall of Famer, I don't know what games you've been watching, but obviously you've been watching the wrong thing. But, um, but yeah. Like, like I said, part of me kind of wanted to see Jason Tatum win, but he cracked under pressure. You know, he was great against Brooklyn. He was great against Milwaukee. He was great against Miami, against Golden State. He just didn't have it. Like, he showed he showed signs of life in Game 5, but it came down to the fourth quarter. He just shut down. And every game he had shut down the fourth quarter, when Boston needed him the most, he just shut down the fourth quarter. And Boston's going to be back. Like, maybe not next season, you know, maybe the year after. They're going to be back. They're going to win a championship at some point. They're too damn talented. They've kept this team together. Now they finally got to the NBA Finals. You know, they've been building up this team since the 17-18 season. It's, you know, it's definitely taking them a while, but they're going to bounce back. They're going to bounce back. You're going to have Tatum, of course, next year. Jalen Brown's still going to be here. Marcus Smart's going to be here. You know, I'm sure Al Horford's still going to be here. You know, that kid Robert Williams, when he's healthy, he's a beast. We know he hasn't been 100%, obviously, but when he's 100% next season, look out. That's all I'm going to say. You know, Ime Adoku is a great head coach. So they're going to bounce back. In his first season as a head coach, got him to the finals. I don't think Brad Stevens would have gotten them there, honestly. You know, I think Adoku is a better head coach. And I think 
Boston's definitely going to be back in the next couple of years. Maybe not next season, but probably the year after. Because they're too good. They're too damn good to not be back in the NBA Finals in due time. That's just how I see it. But Golden State, man, that dynasty, they're still a dynasty. You know, did I really think they were going to go all the way this year? I mean, I really thought it was going to be the Phoenix Suns, honestly. I really thought it was going to be the Suns. But you look at Golden State's road getting here, you know, beating the Nuggets in five, beating the Grizzlies in six, and then they uh, beat the Mavericks in five. Kind of surprising that they beat them in five. I thought Dallas was going to push it, but in reality, Luka had no help whatsoever at all. So, I mean, and they beat Boston in six. And, you know, obviously Boston was their toughest challenge. Obviously your toughest, obviously your toughest challenge is in the finals. That's just the obvious thing. But you compare all the teams before Golden State faced, like, you, you know, Denver, Memphis, and Dallas, they don't come close to Boston at all when it comes to, you know, bringing a challenge. You know, and Boston had pushed them a little bit. Boston definitely pushed them. You know... When they won game one, Boston, I was like, okay, Golden State's going to win game two. Boston's not going up two games to none. And Golden State blew them out in game two. And then Boston had a huge statement winning game three. And I was like, oh, okay. But right there, that was Boston's chance to really take over in the series. But then game four came around. They weren't able to get the job done. Game five, it looked like they were going to get the job done. But they cracked in the fourth quarter. They just cracked in the fourth quarter. You know, and of course, going into Game 6, right? I mean, you think Golden State want to go back home and play Game 7? No. Golden State want to go back home as winners. They want to go back home as winners. And three out of their four championships have come on the road. Which is actually pretty... Which is actually something. You know, when they beat Cleveland in 6 back in 2015, they did it in Cleveland. When they got their second ring, they did it at home. They won in 5. So Game 5 was at home, and then they won... And then they swept Cleveland the next year, so that was in Cleveland. And now this year is in Boston. I mean, I expected a lot more out of Boston yesterday, though. Like I said, they got off to a hot start. They were up 12-2. to I was like, all right, Boston's really going to push them. But then after that, Golden State was like, nope, okay, we're done. We're done playing around. We played around the first couple minutes of the game. That's it. They just took over. That's what good teams do. You can hate Golden State as much as you want, but... They're a dynasty. They're a dynasty. And Steph Curry is one of the greatest players of all time. I don't know how it's going to make people feel, but if you watch basketball and you know basketball, you know Steph Curry is one of the greatest players of all time. He broke the three-point record. It's a historic year for Steph Curry because he broke the three-point record early on this year, early on this season, won his fourth NBA title, and now he got his first... NBA Finals MVP. Historic year for Steph Curry. Historic. You know, there's going to be a documentary on Curry, and believe me, there's going to be a lot of, you know, haters and everything saying, like, about him getting a documentary. He's going to get one in the future. We already know that. When he's retired, he's going to get one. Because he's changed the game of basketball. He seriously has. He seriously, seriously has. You know, I really started to notice that Curry was special. I would say probably it was like the 12-13 or 13-14 season. 
either one of those scenes right there, like, I kind of knew something about Curry. Like, you know, this kid is definitely special. And he's absolutely... He's still special. He still is. He still is. Every time he shoots from long range, when he shoots from the logo, I'm, I'm, I'm still saying no way. The guy is just a fucking legend. He seriously is. He seriously, seriously is. Gotta love him, though. You gotta love him. Like, he's... He's not that hateable superstar. Like, he's really a lovable superstar, Curry. You know, you could say he's annoying with the three-pointers. The guy is just that damn good. That guy is just that damn good. You know, do I think he'll get another ring before he retires? I think he will. I honestly think he will retire with five rings. That's That's just my guess right there. It could be more. You never know. We could see Golden State go back-to-back next season. They very much could. They very much could. And like I said, with Steve Kerr, he's still a great head coach. Because people, like, you know, they had that narrative about Steve Kerr. Oh, he came in after Mark Jackson really set the Warriors straight. Well, Mark Jackson's been gone since 2014. You know? And you could say, well, then they got KD and everything. Well, they won their first ring without KD. Well, actually, their second ring is their first ring they won. That was before KD came, obviously. A year before he came. You know, but this Golden State team, very different team than what they were, of course, when they went back-to-back against Cleveland. Very different team. Very, very different. But you got to love them, though. You can hate them as much as you want. Or I shouldn't say you got to love them, but you should respect them, honestly. You really should. And I'd say, you know, if you're a Boston fan right here, you know, I don't want to say don't be disappointed because you very much, very much should be a loss in the finals. Not like you're lost. It's not like they're an underdog team to Celtics because I said these two teams are evenly matched going into the series. I didn't see the Celtics as an underdog. You know, it's not like they were the, who, who could we say could have been an underdog, like out of the East. Like if it was Toronto, that's an underdog team. Or if it was like Atlanta or Charlotte that somehow got their way in the finals. That's an underdog team. Boston is filled with superstars. They're a superstar-level team. And then the Boston Celtics, they'll never be underdogs. They never will be. It's like the Yankees in baseball. They'll never be the underdogs. They just won't. Doesn't matter. Historic franchise. Just doesn't matter. But, I mean, listen. We could sit here and hate on Golden State... All we want, obviously, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that at all. I'm just going to give them their respect because they deserve it. They absolutely deserve it. You know, I didn't know what to really think about them. I really didn't. You know, I really thought Boston was going to beat them. I really thought they were. I really thought Boston was going to get them. But I was wrong on that one. I was wrong on that one. And, you know, of course, yeah, like I said, part of me wanted Tatum to win, but, of course, I'm happy after what Boston did to my Nets early on in the playoffs. So it does make me happy. Now we look into the offseason, of course, and we'll see what happens when free agency when free agency starts up. We'll see what happens. And I do want to talk about my Nets before we uh, end this episode, but that'll be like 20, 30 minutes because, like I've been saying with the Golden State Warriors, 
you know, like I said, you can hate them as much as you want, but you got to give them that respect. They're a dynasty. They won't be around, obviously, for much longer. You know, of course, when Curry and Draymond and Clay retire, they're going to be a completely different team, obviously. You know, but they have drafted well. They drafted that guy, you know, they got that guy Kumongo, who's very good defensively. You know, Wiggins is going to be here for a long time. He's really revived his career on Golden State. He really has. You know, this season he lived up to being that number one overall pick. He lived up to it. He absolutely lived up to it this year. And in the finals and throughout the whole playoffs. He lived up to it. He absolutely did. He's really revived his career and I'm happy for him. I really am. You know, he keeps up the next couple of years. He could be labeled he could be labeled as a superstar. He very much could be. He very much could be. Because it's not that I thought like he was a bust in Minnesota. I just thought, eh, he's just, he's just a solid ball player. Like he's very solid. But with Golden State, he's really turned it around. And the fact that he was an all-star starter was mind-blowing. I was like, oh my God. Who would have thought that in 2022? Like who seriously would have thought that? But gotta give him a lot of props. Golden State has really fixed him. Gotta give him props right there. I've always liked Wiggins. I've always liked him, so I'm happy for him. I really am. You know, and um You know, getting back to Boston. It is good they didn't break it up, you know, because they were thinking of, you know, breaking it all up right here. You know, but when they got Ime Adoku, he really turned them around. And Boston got off to a slow start this season. First half of the season, they were bad. Like, I shouldn't say they were bad. They just were very average. They were a very average team, not living up to expectations. But as the season went along, you know, I think they were below 500 at one point. I don't know if it was like in January or something like that. They were below 500. After that, they just went on a tear from February to April or February to right here. They went on a tear. Nobody could stop them except, you know, of course, Golden State. But nobody really could beat the Celtics. The Celtics were just stomping on so many teams. And Tatum was going off. I still think Tatum's going to be a future MVP. You know, and do Boston fans have every right to be upset with him? I would say, yeah, because he didn't live up to the superstar expectations in the NBA Finals. Jalen Brown... Looked like a superstar here in the NBA Finals against Golden State. He looked like a superstar. Tatum, Jason Tatum looked very shook. And I thought Tatum was going to step it up in Game 6. You know, do or die right here. You know, you're trying to force a Game 7 for Sunday night. You know, I thought Tatum was going to have a really good game. I thought Tatum was going to drop 40 or 50 last night. But he scored 13. 13 points in a do or die game. That's bad. That's almost as bad as LeBron back in Game 5 against Dallas back in 2011. Like, well, it wasn't a do-or-die game, but Dallas took the lead in the series, and then, you know, what happened in Game 6. You know, but of course, you know, for these guys right from Boston, getting here for the very first time, you know, the, like I said, they're going to bounce back. It took Giannis a while, well, you know, to get an NBA championship, but it was first... Time the NBA Finals they won, which was last year against Phoenix, but again, I think Boston is really going to bounce back, honestly. And here's the funny thing, I don't think it's going to be next season, I think they're going to have a setback. Like, I think they're going to get beat in the second round, honestly, next year. That's my honest opinion, I think they're going to get beat in the second round, 
But then they'll have a wake-up call. Then they'll have a wake-up call. That's just what that's just what I think, honestly. That's just honestly what I think. That's honestly what I think. You know, and of course Boston should not break it up. If people start asking that question, oh, should Boston break it up? Uh, no. Well, why would they do that for? They just got here. They're going to be back. They're going to be back in due time. Why would they break it up for? Just why? Makes no sense. It would make no sense to break it up at all. It just wouldn't. It just absolutely wouldn't make any sense at all. And you got to think with Golden State, you know, how much longer are they all going to stick around? I mean, Curry's 34, then Clay's in his 30s, and so is Draymond. I mean, they have a few good years left. I think Curry's going to be playing until he's 40, honestly. So it's just, it's generational right here. You know, and I know there are OG Golden State Warrior fans because a lot of people like to say Warrior fans are bandwagon fans. There were OG Warrior fans when they had Jason Richardson and Monte Ellis. You know, they waited a long time, Golden State. I remember, like, one time, I don't know if it was, like, the owner that was getting booed back in, like, 2011 or something like that. And I think one of the old Warrior players grabbed the microphone and said, hey, this guy's trying to turn around the organization, right? You're trying to turn around the franchise. Like, he doesn't deserve to be booed. I forgot who that player was. And look what happened a couple years later. They got better. They went to the NBA Finals in 2015. They won. You know, they, they've they drafted well, Golden State. They've absolutely drafted well over the years. You know, the three main guys like Curry and like Clay and like Draymond, they've drafted well. They know what they're doing, Golden State. They're a very smart organization. They're the smartest organization in basketball right now. The Golden State Warriors are what the L.A. Lakers should be right now. Because the L.A. Lakers, you know, over the last few years, they've drafted. They haven't really drafted as well. They just really haven't. You could say their best draft pick had to be Brandon Ingram. They let him go to New Orleans. And, of course, it was for AD, and it all worked out in 2019-2020. But in the long run, it's not going to work. And it's proven that it's not. That's what happens when you let a superstar, you know, take over the organization. I'm just saying. Doesn't work out that well. Doesn't work out that well at all. Not in the long run. In the short run, sure. Long run, yeah, no. That's why, honestly, like, I think if LeBron owns a team, because he said that he wants to, I don't know how he's going to do I think it'll be the same like MJ. What's MJ done with the Hornets? They've been to the playoffs a couple times, but what have they done? They haven't got out of the first round. I don't think LeBron will be worse. I think he'll be just as equal as Jordan as being an owner. That's just how I feel about it, honestly. I think LeBron would be too impulsive and too impatient. That's just how I feel. You got to draft well in this league. You can't let superstars take over. You can't let the inmates run the asylum. That's what Golden State hasn't let their players do. You could tell they bought their two rings by getting KD. Well, KD was on the market and they just blew a 3-1 lead to Cleveland after going 73-9. and The fact that Golden State went 73-9 and and they didn't, win, they didn't win the championship that year, they blew a 3-1 lead to Cleveland, it's still mind-boggling how they had the greatest season of all time. 
They had the most wins in a season. That might never happen again. 73 wins back in 2015-2016. They broke the Chicago Bulls record of 72-10. and 10. I think the Bulls went 72-10, and 10, I believe it was in 96. And they won the finals that year, the Bulls. It may have been it may have been ninety six. If it was ninety six, I think they beat the Sonics. So the fact that the Golden State Warriors had a better season by one game right there, and they didn't win the championship, it still is mind boggling to this day. It really is. But in reality, you got to give Cleveland credit. They were down three games to one, and I mean, you got to give LeBron credit as well. What Cleveland did, and Cleveland was a good team. They were a good team at that time. They were. They absolutely were. It still is mind-boggling to this day, though. It just is. It just absolutely is. But, you know, you could say they bought their rings by getting KD. Well, like I said, he was on the market. Why wouldn't you go after him? What, like, why wouldn't you do that? You could say it's whatever. But Cleveland still could have very much locked down KD. LeBron could have very much did it, but he didn't do it those two years, back-to-back. KD fucking torched him. It's not a one-man sport. It's not. It's not a one-man sport at all. No matter what sport you're playing right there, it's not a one-man sport. It's just not. Out of the four major sports of baseball, basketball, football, and hockey, it's not a one-man sport. It's a team effort. It's a team effort. You gotta find you gotta find new ways to beat somebody. That's what you gotta do. Like it wasn't a one-man show for Golden State over here over here against Boston. Curry did his part. Clay did his part. Wiggins did his part. Draymond who struggled the first three games. He wound up doing his part. Jordan Poole. Did he hit that? I think he was the one that hit that buzzer beater in game five to end the third quarter. And that really turned things around. Because Golden State went off in the fourth quarter. And that was a big shot right there by Poole. And this kid is good. Like Golden State, they are a really smart organization. Like I'm going to say again, they're the smartest organization in basketball, they don't panic. You know, again, well, then you could say, oh, well, getting KD was a panic move and everything. That's kind of fair to say, but the last couple of years, they haven't panicked, you know. The 2019-2020 season was terrible for Golden State. That was their worst year in years. And granted, everybody was out. Of course, KD was gone. Clay was hurt. Curry was hurt. I think Draymond was the only one that was playing. They were a bad team. They were just a bad team. And D'Angelo Russell really didn't fit their organization. Like, it's just how it was, honestly. And I feel bad for D'Angelo because I've always liked him. But, yeah, he just didn't really fit the system out there in Golden State. But they went to the play-in last year, got beat by the Lakers, then got beat by Memphis. So, sadly, they missed the playoffs. But they had a nice bounce back here. Of course, Clay didn't play. We had Curry. They brought in Wiggins. He was whatever. Draymond was Draymond. But this year, they got Clay back. Curry was back to his old self. Same with Draymond, too, playing great. Wiggins turned into an all-star. And things just turned around for Golden State. Getting that kid Kumunga as well. Poole turned out to be good. Otto Porter's been good. Gary Payton Jr. I like as well. You know, that's just how Golden State is right here. Like I said, they disappeared the last couple seasons. But this year, very different. Very, very different. You know, a lot of people thought they were just going to drift away into the sunset and never come back. Well, things change. They had a, they had a setback for two seasons, but here we are. 
You know, they had a down two seasons, but they bounced right back. They bounced right back. And like I said, I had my doubts from the start. I thought Boston was going to get to them defensively. The reason why, like, you know, I thought Boston was going to win was because of Boston's defense. I thought Smart was going to get to Curry. I thought Tatum was going to get to, you know, Wiggins. It was the other way around. You know, I thought Jalen Brown was going to be huge as well. And he was. Both sides he was. Jalen Brown was probably the best player in the series for the Celtics. He easily was. Again, Robert Williams, he had his moments, but we know he's not 100%. But next year when he is 100%, just look out. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I think he might be an all-star next year. The guy is really good. Or what do people say? He's got, he's got that dog in him. Well, he absolutely does. But so does Wiggins. So does Wiggins. You know, it's still, it's still crazy the way that Jason Tatum played in this series. It really is. It's a letdown. It's absolutely a letdown. Like I said, Boston fans have every right to be upset. They have every right to be upset because Tatum did not live up to expectations. He's going to get criticized a lot. He's going to get criticized a lot this offseason. That's why if I'm Tatum, just don't listen to the media. Don't listen to the fans. Work your butt off in the summer. Get ready for next season. Don't even listen to the noise. Don't let it bother you. You go into the offseason right here. Of course, it's disappointing. It's disappointing. You know, you're in the NBA Finals right there. Once you're in the Finals, you want it all. That's the obvious thing right there. That's the goal, to win it all. No matter what team you're on going into the season, the goal is to win it all. The goal is to be a champion. You don't go into the league just to have fun and be a player, be a guy. You go there to be a god. You go there to win it all, win all the championships, get all the accolades. That's the goal. That is the goal right there. The goal isn't just to oh, have fun and play the game. The goal is to win because you play to win the game. That's what it's all about. No matter what sport you're playing, you play to win the game. That's just how it is. You don't play to lose. You play to win. You look at a team like the Detroit Pistons. That's a team that wants to win. They're building up their young core right here. I think in the next couple of seasons, they're going to be a playoff team because I really like that kid, Kate Cunningham. They're going to be good in a couple of years. Not every team stays bad. Like eventually the Sacramento Kings, they'll figure it out. They haven't figured it out for like almost two decades, but eventually they will. You know, you think they're trying to lose on purpose? No, they haven't been to the playoffs since what, like 06? They, I mean, they're trying. Well, what else can you do? I think if they were in the East, you know, I'm just saying if they were in the East, they probably would be in the playoffs because the East isn't as hard as the West, obviously. That's what I'm just saying. But um, you just you play to win the game. So, of course, every player in the Celtics, everybody in the organization has every right to be disappointed. They do, but so do the fans as well. But like I said, it's going to really fall on Jason Tatum's shoulders. It's not going to really fall on anybody else in the organization but himself. Because they're going to look at him and be like, wow, 13 points in a do-or-die game right here. Try to force a game seven. That's it. That's all he brought to the table. You know, and people will say maybe that he was hurt, but everybody's hurt going into the playoffs. Everybody's banged up. There's nobody that's 100%. There's nobody that's 100% going into the playoffs. There's just not. It's not possible. Everybody's banged up and dealing with a lingering injury in their own way. That's just how it is. That's just how it is right there. Nobody is 100% at all. Nobody is 100% at all 
going to the playoffs. It's just not. It's just not possible. It's simply not possible. That's just how it be. That's just how it be right there. That's in every sport, you know, going into the finals. No team is 100%. Whether it's going to the NBA Finals, the NHL Stanley Cup, the Super Bowl, the World Series, nobody's 100%. Everybody's banged up. That's just how it is. That's just how it is right there. And like I said, it's going to fall all on Jason Tatum's shoulders. He's just got to figure out how to handle it. You know, you got to take the blame. Because, again, like I said, 13 points in a do-or-die game, that's not it. It's just not. But, again, like I said, if I'm him, you just got to let it just be background noise from the media, from the fans, even your own teammates. You got to just see it as background noise and say, you know what? We'll be back next year. That's what you got to say. Everybody has their setbacks. It just It is what it is. I still think Jason Tatum's a hell of a ball player. Like, look what he was doing in his rookie year. He got to the Eastern Conference Finals. The kid is special. The kid is really special. He's he's busted his ass every season. You know, it, it just was disappointing seeing the way that he played, you know, here in the NBA Finals. And the way that he was answering questions, though, with the media, very goofy in a way, just didn't sound believable. It's almost like he was second guessing himself. If he's a superstar, because I think like somebody asked him if he's a superstar, and he was like, "When did I say I was a superstar?" So now he's starting to second guess yourself. That's not good. That's not good, right there. That wasn't good. wasn't the right answer. Maybe does he not see himself as a superstar? Because the guy is a superstar. How could you not see yourself as a superstar? Maybe he doesn't have much confidence in himself. Well, the guy should. He honestly should. The guy's great. Tatum is great. You know, he's one of the best players in the league right now. He absolutely is. You know, but like I said, everybody, all the greats has had, all the greats have had their setbacks. It is what it is. It is what it is. You're not going to go undefeated in the NBA Finals. Not everybody could be like MJ and go undefeated in the NBA Finals. No, you know, that's just, that's rare. It might never happen again. It just may never happen again with a superstar. Because look at Kobe, God rest his soul. He went 5-2. and two. Very much could have went 7-0, and oh, but he went 5-2. and two. Still great. And, you know, people could look at LeBron's record. He was He's 4-6 and six right now. And he's still got four ranks, you know, with three different teams. One, uh, two with Miami, one with Cleveland, and one with LA. So, of course, the percentage is not great, but he still has four rings. You know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't really matter with the percentage at all. He still has four rings. He's going right to the Hall of Fame, obviously. You know, but all the greats, other than you could say, like, MJ, like I said, it's rare. It's just, it's just how it is. You may never see it again with a superstar player to go undefeated in the NBA Finals. You just may never see it again. He just might not. There's a chance it could happen, but it's rare. It's just rare, though. That's just how it is. 
But, like I said, the Celtics are going to be fine. You know, things may look down right now, and they absolutely do. Things do look down for the Celtics right now. You know, they're a hungry team. They haven't, they haven't won the NBA Finals since 2008, so it's been, it's been a long time. It's been 14 years. Now it's going to be 15 years going into next season. You know, can they really build up that next dynasty in Boston? Because people have been waiting for that next dynasty. Because you really can't say... You can't say Pierce, Garnett, and Ray Allen, those guys were part of a dynasty. They only won one NBA Finals together. They weren't a dynasty. They won in 08. They won in 08, but they didn't win after that. They just weren't a dynasty. They won... You win, like, three straight rings, or at least three rings as a whole right there. Yeah, you're a dynasty. Like, Golden State's a dynasty. You know, can Boston be that next dynasty? They very much could be. They have a lot of potential. They have a lot of potential. You know, I think they're going to be fine, though, honestly. I think they're going to be fine. It's easy to say, obviously, because I know there's a lot of Celtic fans... They're saying, oh, things are going to be bad now, this and that, blah, blah, blah. They had a really good run getting here. They really did. They busted their ass. They made my Nets look like fools. They beat the champions, the Bucks. They beat the number one seed, the Miami Heat. It's just Golden State, man. That's just how they are. They've been here before so many times. They know how to win those big games. It's just how it is. You could be as disappointed as you want to be right now. But Boston's got a really good young team. They have a really good coach in Udoko. They have a really good front office. Got some great role players as well. You have your guys in Tatum and Brown. They're superstars. I would say Jalen Brown is a superstar because he proved that here in the NBA Finals. You could say he was the number one guy. He was the number one guy here in the NBA Finals. Not Tatum. Not Tatum at all. But... I think Boston's going to be okay. I think they will be. And Golden State, we know they're going to be back. I think they're going to the NBA Finals next year. You could say Phoenix. No. Phoenix is not, not, not beating Golden State. If Phoenix meets Golden State in the playoffs, first round, second round, third round, whatever the fuck, Phoenix is not beating them. I'm sorry to say they're not. They're not beating them. They're already talking about DeAndre Aiden leaving. CP3 is not clutching the playoffs. Booker's great. I feel bad for him. Even though he does play like a bitch at times. You know, he flops around, but he's still a good ball player. The Grizzlies, they're a good team. Yeah, they're not going to be Golden State. They just won't. You, they just won't. The Lakers won't be Golden State. The Clippers won't be Golden State. Golden State, right now, they are the kings of the West. Not the Sacramento Kings. They're the legit kings of the West. Nobody comes close to them. I'm sorry, but they don't. And even the Lakers, they could get another superstar or whatever. You know, it's not going to change anything. It's just not. It's not going to change anything. Like, right now, let's, let's just speak hypothetically. The Lakers could trade. They could trade for Jason Tatum. They could trade Russell Westbrook to the Celtics. That will never happen. They could trade Westbrook to the Celtics and get Jason Tatum. It won't change a damn thing. It just wouldn't. You know, you can have as many offensive weapons as you want. 
you need defense. And that's when I'm going to get to my Nets in just a second just to talk about them in the offseason because I want to get to them in just a quick second. That's my team right there. You need defense. You look at Golden State and Boston. Now both teams got here. They're both great offensively, but they're also great defensively. That's how they got here. They weren't lackluster on both sides or on one of those sides. They were equally as good. They were equally as good offensively and defensively. That's how they got here. Defense wins championships. Look how look how Golden State shut down Boston. They just shut down Jason Tatum. That was the best guy right there. The number one guy. They shut him down. They completely shut him down. Just how it is. But you know, I want to talk about Brooklyn Nets for a quick second. You know, I know Kyrie does have that uh, that option on June 29th. There are reports that are saying he's going to opt in for his one-year option. I mean, okay, we know KD's locked down for the rest of his career. You know, the Nets have a lot of options going into the offseason. Got to resign Bruce Brown. That's an obvious decision. Claxton, I don't know. He's great defensively, but, you know, with the free throw line... He's a liability. So I really don't know. It's, uh... Next, I will say this, though. Like, the last thing about my Nets right here. I want to make it, you know, short and sweet. It's a make-or-break year for the Nets going into next season. It's make-or-break. That's it, right? The championship window is almost shut. It's almost shut. It's like two inches away from being shut. So it's open a little bit. It's a little bit open. Of course, there's going to be no vaccine mandate for Kyrie, blah, 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 all that, you know, all that shit right there. So, all right, now it's make or break. That's it. Enough nonsense, you know, for the first three years. Obviously, in the first year, I didn't expect him to win because KD was going to be out the whole season. He wasn't going to come back in the bubble anyway and risk an injury. So, everybody knew the first year was, you know, they'll make the playoffs, but they're not going to win anything. Second year when they got Harden, oh, like, here we go now. But then everything went south. And the same thing this year when Harden got traded, you know. And hopefully Ben Simmons plays next season, which I think he will. Because if he, if his back was bothering him, you know, he got surgery. So, yeah, let's show you that he's going to play. Hopefully he does. He won't be a number one or number two. He'll be a number three, obviously. So less pressure. And of course, when the Nets go to Philly and he does play, yeah, it's going to be bad, but that's how it is. You know, but um, it's make or break for the Nets next season. It's make or break. That's it. Do they need to make some trades? Yeah, they very much can make some trades this offseason, get a couple more pieces. A couple good defensive pieces right there. They definitely need that. That's, you know, the one thing that they're lacking is defense because Bruce Brown can only do so much for you defensively. So, I mean, obviously you got to resign them, but you also got to get other pieces as well. So we'll see what happens. We'll definitely wait and see what happens. But again, it's make or break. That's it. It's championship or bust. That's it. There's nothing else you could say. There's nothing else you could say. I don't want to say that they will be in the NBA Finals. I'm not going to say that. I'll see it when I believe it. Honestly, I'll see it when I believe it. But all right. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on winning the NBA Finals, their fourth title in eight years. The Celtics, they'll be back. If it's not next season, which I don't think it will be. I think 
They are going to have a setback next season, but after they have that setback, they might, they might, you know, might go all the way the next season. That's just how I feel right now about them. Things can change. My opinion can change, you know. But I think they are going to have a setback season next season. That's just how I feel right there. That's just my honest opinion. But all right, guys. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode right here. Again, congratulations to the Golden State Warriors on winning the NBA Finals. I'll talk to you guys reviewing Rampage. Rampage Road Ranger tomorrow. And that's about it. All right, guys. Well, enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.